It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. And good evening, everybody. It is once again Sunday night. It is 8 o'clock, and it is time for episode 243 of the Ron and Brian podcast. Brian, my good, good friend, how are you tonight, sir? No, I'm doing great, Ron. I'm doing splendid. Um, it is Sunday. It is the first Sunday in February. I I feel somewhat uh, a hole in my existence as we are not going to be doing a pajama party later on during After Dark, which is strictly for our Patreon paying friends, members, um, whatnot. However, we will be doing an After Dark. Lots of good stories that are not quite ready for the podcast. But before, you know, I uh, I, I jump into the After Dark, there is, we've, we, we've got at least 58 minutes in addition to what you've already seen of high quality entertainment people. Um, as you can see, Ron has added, you know, in his last week as champion of the podcast, Ron has, has added to his um, title, card i guess you want to call in the lower left hand corner on his side of the screen it says the champ you can see the uh championship belt right there um, in the background six, six pounds of gold right yep. over his uh shoulder um as you can see he's added which you know i feel um you know uh is uh just tempting me with uh, a, a a slice of optimism 49 percent owner for seven more days, at which point a week from today is Super Bowl 143. Um, it will be the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Later on in this episode, we will be discussing our annual Super Bowl bet. We've been doing it for, what, about 23 years now? Roughly. Um, stakes are high, people. We will be talking about it. Ron, how are yes. you doing? Uh, you know, I am good, Brian. I'm excited. As you mentioned, uh, we are coming up on Super Bowl Sunday, just one week today. I am excited for that. But most of all, I'm excited for this episode. We have a ton of stories and content to get to. So I say, let's get right into it with Drink of the Week. Drink of the Week. Nazdrovia. Salud. Drink of the Week. Drink of the week, drink of the week, drink of the week. Brian, I don't know if you've noticed, uh, Matt finally fixed the uh, that the sound effects so that they don't cut off in the beginning. So uh, mm -hmm. one of his last uh, acts of work uh, prior to uh, the nasty jetpack accident that uh, you may have seen on our Instagram and Facebook page. Um, we were planning on having a moment of silence at the end of the show. Uh, however, none of us uh, know how to mute uh, the uh, the music in the uh, closing credits. But just know in our hearts, um, we will be silent for you, Matt. But more importantly, Brian, than Matt's healing, what are you drinking this week? Ooh, I'm so glad you asked that question, Ron, because one of the things I, I'm I've been jealous of is, you know, your 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 plethora of high quality PA based breweries. And I said to myself, you know what? And in, instead of going with, um, you know, uh, a national brand or an international brand, I like to I like to go global. 
Sure. You know, they, they call me Mr. Worldwide for a reason. Um, and one of the things that I decided this week to do was roll it back, bring it back to the 212-718. I went all the way up to the Bronx, oh. and I'm bringing you Bronx Breweries City Island Sour. And what is City Island Sour, you're going to ask yourself? Good well, question. Named after a Bronx summertime destination for sunshine and seafood, City Island Sour IPA came out in August of 2019. Combination of hops and yeast create a unique peachy flavor with zippy hints of lemon and lime. A puckery, tongue tingly, and tart brew. City Island is floral on the nose. I don't know about floral, um, but it makes <laughs> us think of sour peach rings when we take a sip. Coming in at a even 6.00 ABV, Brian's Drink of the Week, City Island Sour IPA. A sour IPA. Interesting. I am a fan of a sour, uh, not puckering up too much. How sour is it, actually? It's actually beyond sour. It's bitter. Hmm. And this actually tastes just like I am drinking grapefruit juice. Interesting. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, you're taking another sip, so it can't be horrible. Well, now I know what I'm expecting. Okay. This thing is sour AF. Um, I don't know that I would try this again. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. Ron. Yes, sir. What are you drinking? Uh, so I was uh, I was traveling this week, uh, staying at one of uh, the hotels that I work for. And they were nice enough, Brian, to leave me a very nice amenity in my room, uh, which included a premium prepackaged cocktail from a company called On The Rocks. I did not have the opportunity to drink it while I was staying there, so I brought it home. Uh, this is uh, crafted with Larios imported London dry gin and natural flavors. It's called the Aviation. I believe it's supposed to be very similar uh, to a gin and tonic. Uh, 40 proof, 20% alcohol by volume. I mean, it looks very similar to a gin and tonic. I got a nice ice-filled glass right there. Uh, so let's see how this pre-made cocktail is. Which is odd. You're, you're normally not a pre-made kind of guy. It's not bad. It's, I mean, in a pinch, you know, I'd rather have like a, like you can tell it's not fresh lime juice and things like mm -hmm. that. Uh, but it's, hey, listen, it's tasty. For a free cocktail, I'll take it. I was going to say, I think, you know, when you think about the, the purpose that it serves, you know, you are on the road, you're in right. a hotel, you don't have fresh cut limes, you don't have your favorite uh, gin, or you probably could go down to the bar and get some tonic water. But the idea here is that you can just sit there, crack open that bottle, and you've got yourself a fresh, refreshing gin and tonic in your hotel room. Um, the question really is this, Ron, would you buy it? Um, I don't know that I would. Okay. All right. Oh, Guy Bannister joining us again this week. Uh, and again, he is he is very locked in on your fashion, Brian, each and every week. Once again, asking what cool shirt Brian is wearing. You've been on a very Ron-centric shirt phase uh, Have the I? past month or so. I think so, so. What, no. what are you wearing today, Brian? Show, show, people, uh, show people your kicks. Where's Ron? my shirt? Ron made me do it. I'm not Ron quite sure why there's do it. why is there an accent over the O in Ron? Because that that way it would be pronounced Ron. Ron. <laughs> okay. Ron made me do it. Yes. Yeah, so today's shirt here is Ron made me do it. Coming in in an extra large um 
people, this will be on eBay. Um, one of the things that we've been doing this year for charity is I've been putting my shirts up on eBay. We will be sending out the link on social media tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. The auction will start. Um, last week's shirt, I believe, went for $857. All the proceeds go to a charity. Um, it, it's, it's something that we've been doing so far in 2023. Just makes us all feel better. Helping the world one shirt at a time. And why are we doing it? Because Ron made me do it. All right. Fair enough. We well, you know what else I'm making you do, Brian. Tell me your beef of the week. Brian, what's bothering you this week? There were a bunch of things this week that bothered me. There were a bunch okay. of moments when I was um, annoyed by society as a whole. There were moments where I was let down by my country's leaders. I was let down by the representatives in our government. There were times when my media that uh, you know provides me with info. All right, I'll just stop yeah, right yeah. now. Um, my beef of the week right now is people who are willing to wait online for things that they should not have to do. Walking the streets of Manhattan yesterday, coldest day of the year, Ron. I don't know if freezing you remember out. that. Freezing it out. was literally freezing out yesterday. And the number of people that I witnessed standing in line outside of um, a variety of restaurants, bars, coffee shops, um, uh, and there was a, there was um, and uh, uh, I even saw a line outside of a bakery. Okay, um, and it was just all I could think of was saying um, to the people waiting on. And we're talking five o'clock in the evening. Sure, this isn't this isn't nine o'clock at night when people are hammered. These are these are sober people making bad decisions, and I just wanted to sit there and and I just it annoyed the living daylights out of me that these people have so little belief in the value of their time that they're willing to spend um, 10, 15, 20 minutes um, to get into a, um, uh, a restaurant um, when you're on the island of Manhattan and there are literally hundreds of restaurants that you could go to. Sure. A ton of them. I mean, I would think there's there's so much available. You don't necessarily need to wait more than 5, 10, 15 minutes. Correct. There's absolutely no reason for it. And you saw long lines of people to get into shitty places. Hmm. Um, very disappointing. And these are people that I consider New Yorkers. Ron. <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. What's bothering you? Um, so I guess this is kind of a, a specific uh, beef, maybe kind of petty. Um, but my beef this week is with uh, families who live on main roadways whose children pick up the school bus in the morning, Brian. Because Ooh, this is this is very specific. Because I had to I had to drive somewhere in the morning this week, driving on a major roadway, and uh, buses pull up and like should the kid not be ready to hop on the bus when the bus is there? Because otherwise, now we're just sitting there waiting for the kid to come out of the house while traffic just backs up in both directions. And if I'm not correct, it is illegal to drive around the left side of a school bus. I mean, well, and, and when the red lights are on, it's, it's very much illegal. Now, my question is, at what sure. point did you roll down your window and start yelling at the kids? 
you know, I tried not to, Brian. We try and lift people up here on the Ron and Brian podcast. We try not to tear them down. Uh, but that being said, uh, make sure your damn kids are ready when the school bus pulls up. It's just polite people. It's that social contract we go back and talk about from time to time. Now, was this in your um, local area of suburban Pennsylvania or yes, was this was. outside? This was, uh, okay. It was right. attempting to get to the turnpike and it took much longer than it needed to. Now, how do you pronounce turnpike? Is it the same way everybody down there pronounces it? I mean, turnpike, I just said it. Okay. I'm not picking up much of an accent right there. <laughs> well, how, how else can you say turnpike? Like I get well, I would pronou- I would, uh, and wood, uh, but there's really no O's in turnpike. So I would pronounce it as turnpike. All right. As did I. Sure. Hoogie. Hoogie. That you can you can stretch out a bit. Uh, Brian, race. Yeah. Let's let's dive into some of the stories here, Brian. Uh, as uh, longtime listeners of this podcast know, we used to do a segment called This Week in Racism up until sure. a couple of years ago. Uh, but we always like to revisit it. I mean, we don't like to, but we have to. Uh, come February when it is Black History Month, because inevitably, inevitably, people do stupid things um, during Black History Month. And sure. uh, they make the news. So this happens to be, Brian, kind of uh, north of you in uh, Nyack Middle School this past yes. week. Um, they uh, That middle school is apologizing to parents and family members um, after serving students with a meal on the first day of Black History Month uh, that was deemed to be culturally insensitive. Uh, apparently, uh, administrators say that the hot lunch menu was changed by their vendor without their knowledge, and mm-hmm. uh, the menu included chicken and waffles with a mm-hmm. watermelon dessert, uh, which the school's principal called a, quote, unfortunate situation. That's just, that's unnecessary. Uh, so the vendor in question, Aramark, I mean, one of the, the biggest uh, sure. prepared food providers out there. So uh, kind of surprising that that happened. Uh, multiple families expressed outrage over the menu selection. Aramark issued a statement uh, on the matter on Thursday saying that while it was not intended as a cultural meal, they acknowledged that the timing was inappropriate. Um, they will be partnering with the school to provide sensitivity training for employees who work at the school to make sure their actions align with the district's, quote, vision and commitment to equality-driven work. That's ugly. Why on uh, earth would, would, would they decide that um, chicken and waffles would be a, a good idea? Except the, only, the only way I would look past this and sit there and say teachable moment understood is if they had ordered from chef vargas um restaurant in elkins park pennsylvania i believe that is a um considered a suburb of pennsylvania i don't believe that it is (laughs) considered to be in the 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 city proper um it is considered a suburb but um uh chef vargas is some of the best um Chicken and waffles that I've ever come across. Agreed. Um, so I'm. I, if if the, if that is what the school is catering on the first day, I would still say um, problematic. But I would I would I would say understandable. Now, also uh, this Black History Month, uh, California police um, shooting and killing a black man. Uh, not normally as newsworthy as it used to be, uh, but this was a double amputee. Uh, who uh, had apparently stabbed someone and was trying to flee on his stumps 
um, mm. turned to face the police officer. Uh, officers apparently feared that he was going to throw his knife at them. Uh, so, of mm-hmm. course, um, they shot him eight times. Wait, uh, wait a second. A double amputee was shot eight times. Correct. So three cops from Huntington Park Police Department were filmed firing at least, I should say, at least eight shots at Anthony Lowe Jr., a 36-year-old father of two. Uh, His family says that he lost the lower half of his legs recently after another altercation with police, uh, this in Texas. Um, Hold on. Yes. He lost his legs in an altercation with police? That is what it says. That's what his family says. I haven't seen any additional background information on that as of yet. Jesus. Uh, But apparently, you know, the suspect allegedly attempted to throw a butcher knife at the officers. Um, They tried tasing him. That apparently didn't work. Uh, So basically, they just uh, they just surrounded him and uh, and opened fire on him. Did he survive? No, no, he died. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Jesus, that's depressing. Um, so he died actually at the scene. Uh, so family is now demanding answers from the police department, and I don't believe they have named the officers as of yet. Well, I'm sure it wasn't, you know, I'm sure that if there was videotape, we would have we, we would have a, a good understanding of what took place. There's 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 video. It's not great video. It's not mm-hmm. uh, the quality of video we normally like to see. But there is a number of different uh, angles of that video uh, that are out there if you wanted to, to hunt them down and find them. Is there any police uh, uh, chest cam photos? Uh, they have not released the body cam footage. Body as cam, event. that's what I was thinking of. Oh, that's a shame. Chest cam. Okay. Uh, may- maybe it's a competitor product. Uh, you know, whoever makes the body cam, uh, their competitors make the chest cam. Crotch cam. Crotch cam. Uh, I believe that was your nickname in college, if I remember. Um, after you attempted, for whatever reason, uh, to insert a Polaroid camera into your urethra, uh, mm-hmm. all of us told you it was a bad idea. Um, you said, I want to originate something called a dick pic. We didn't know what you were talking about at the time. Who knew that you were 30 years ahead of your time, sir? That's it? You got nothing to say? No, I have nothing to say. No, no, no. no reminiscing? No, no, no. I'm going, I, listen, college was a crazy time. You know, right, um, uh, I was really, uh, you know, I, it was, college was about trying things to see if you liked them. Um, inserting a Polaroid cam, uh, camera into, uh, into uh, up into your urethra, bad idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, uh, Joe uh, giving us a little example of what that looked like. Sure. Uh, very much so. Very much so. I mean, if you uh, maybe get a smaller eggplant, uh Oh, see, it got ugly. It just got ugly. Some, you know, sometimes I think that championship belt has gone to your head. <laughs> can Very we possible. address the champ? Can we? Can we talk about the Super Bowl bet right now? Do you want to talk about the Super Bowl bet? Is that what you're saying? You would like to talk? I about believe the Super Bowl that that's bet. what the people want. People want to know. Hello. Hi. Can I speak to Champ? Who? Champ. Is Champ there? Who is Champ? That question will be answered this Sunday night! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! See, Matt doesn't need to be here for us to have good production value. 
I remember. That was Philadelphia um, radio ch- uh, DJs calling a woman. I forget where it was, but it was one of the greatest prank calls of all time. His name is John Cena. <laughs> yes. So it has come to this, Brian. Uh, today, actually, the uh, the and the five year anniversary of uh, the last time the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. It was five years ago. Was that Big today. Dick Nick? That was uh, Big Dick Nick. Um, now it is 2023. We are one week away uh, from that uh, that football game starting. What is it? Six thirty uh, start time. I believe so. Yes. Um, and so that does we, not, and and that includes um, the uh, uh, have the famous halftime show, which will be um, uh, it's, Rihanna, it's Rihanna I believe. this year. Yes, yes. Well, first, you want to talk about the uh, the prop bet uh, pool that we are going yes. to be making available to folks out there. Yes. Go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to. No, no, this is your baby. Uh, you, you, uh, you were motivated today. You whipped things together. Um, I think you need to take a little bit of credit, my friend. All right. So we are putting together our annual Ron and Brian podcast 2023 Super Bowl proposition bet. We will have um, uh, a link going out. Will it be after this show or will we be sending it out tomorrow morning? Uh, why don't we send it out tomorrow? Give people some okay. time to really, people are really going to have to soak in the Super Bowl bet. So give them sure. some time. So you've got 25 different items that uh, uh, you'll have to pick. Uh, the answers will either um, be uh, under over, will be Eagles or Chiefs, yes or no. Some of the examples, uh, the, the line on the game, which is Eagles one and a half. Um, and you will have to pick whether you think the Eagles are going to cover the bet or whether it will be the Chiefs. We also have the game under over. How long will the national anthem take? Um, that number keeps going up every year. This year's under over 125 seconds. Do we know who's singing the national anthem? Um, I don't. Let me see if I can find that out real quick. I'm going to say it's Whitney Houston. Um, also, we'll be doing uh, some of the other ones. Which team will score first? I'm just going to read some random ones. Will either team score in the first six and a half minutes? Which team will be called for the first penalty? What's the total combined number of sacks in the game? I mean, we've got 25 different items. Um, uh, uh, at the end, they are all uh, count as one, mm. uh, uh, one point. Correct or no? Uh, I believe so, yes. Yeah, make everything count to people with the most points. Um, what what are they going to win, Ron? Uh, I don't know that we've decided a prize yet, so maybe we need we to should. discuss that also. I think what we do is we do $50 to, the, to their favorite charity. All right, I think that's fair. And we're both going to go in the pool, so yes. um, uh, I think that if you and I win, I think it should go to uh, whoever comes in at, behind us. All right, that makes sense. Uh, so just so you know, the uh, the national anthem is going to be performed by Grammy award-winning country artist Chris Stapleton. I believe he is the one is that does re- that song, Tennessee Whiskey, with oh. uh, Justin Timberlake. Is he related in any way to Gene Stapleton? I'd have to, I'd have, that I'd have to check also. I, I'm unfortunately woefully, I'm woefully unprepared, but yes. And Babyface is going to do America the Beautiful. Who's Babyface? Uh, R&B singer Babyface? Come on, man. From, Going from back the to, 80s, 90s? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Nice to see that uh, he's still around. 
Yes, very good to see. Um, so as opposed will... to babyface Tarzan boy from ECW. <laughs> I'm not even sure what that means. All right, Brian. Well, as we have said, we are less than seven days away from the Super Bowl. Uh, you see the countdown there. Six, six days, 22 hours, five minutes, 35 seconds. Um, Brian, you, uh, you know, we, we've discussed the wager and I have been giving this a lot of thought. Obviously, Eagles, um, very strong season. You look at Jalen Hurts. Uh, 16 and one, Brian, in his starts this season, uh, mm-hmm. averaging uh, almost 30 points a game when he starts. Just looking at all-time statistics, Brian, he has the third most improved season year over year in his first Super Bowl year in NFL history, coming in behind Ble- Drew Bledsoe and Joe Burrow, but also Drew Bledsoe, Joe Burrow losing those games. Uh, it's very tough. I mean, everything should favor the Eagles, but then you have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you've got Travis Kelsey. This has been a long, arduous uh, task for me to try and figure this out. But Brian, my pick in the Super Bowl bet to judge who will get the six pounds of gold, I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles minus one and a half points. Mm. What's your thoughts on that, Brian? Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little offended. I'm a little offended. I do. I will respect the fifty-one um, percent owner making a decision. Um, I felt that at some point we were going to be discussing how we were going to determine who gets the Super Bowl pick. Well, I was um, discussing I that too, realize... and you, you kept saying, "Ron, I'm just going to give it to you, and then I'm going to, I'm going to." play pretend victim and uh, cry about it a little bit. That was the conversation I recall us having off the air. I do not believe that conversations we have off the air should be um, discussed on the air. I don't remember having that specific conversation with you, Ron. I felt that we were going to be spending today figuring out how we were going to be making our Super Bowl bet. I also want the Philadelphia Eagles. I also believe that the Philadelphia Eagles will cover I believe this is once again um, your uh, another another step towards your 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 slide into fascism. The fact that once again um, you have just usurped uh, power that was um, up for discussion. Listen, that I, it am, is yours I am. I am. I am. I am more than willing no. to have a discussion about this, Brian. Maybe no, you've we can. Already uh, made your pick. No, 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 you've no, no, already no, no. made your pick, Ron. And and you would like to have that 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 action also. So maybe we can we can tweak this a little bit. We'll kind of uh, name that tune it. What line? How many points do you think the Eagles are going to win by? I think the Eagles will win by four points. By four points. Interesting. I think you know. Listen, you took the Eagles. I will. I, I will take the Chiefs. Listen, I would be willing to give you the Eagles minus four. You would be willing to give me the Eagles minus four. I would be willing to give you the Eagles minus four if you feel that's fair. I think that's fair. Are we locking it in, or do you want to think about it? I'm going to mull it over, but I think we need to. We need to figure out what is equitable equitable the belt that's on the line there's nothing else 
Well, we won't we won't uh, waste too much of everybody's time on this. That's why I told you I wanted to have a contingency plan in place in case we both wanted the same uh, the same pick. What uh, is? Oh, look at that guy Bannister saying Ron Stalling. Ugh. Um, good question from Allie. What's going to happen with next Sunday's podcast? Uh, I believe the decision was made. The executive decision was made uh, to do next week's podcast on Monday night, wasn't it? The following Monday. The following Monday, I've, I believe you said. I think it's fine doing the following Monday. I will be. Um, uh, I will be home. Um, it will allow me to to in, uh, take in several beverages, and either um, I will be celebrating my first day as champion, or I will be bemoaning my first day out of 365 that I need to wait again for the pot. All right, so I'm mulling this over. I don't know how I like four if I'm going to give you the Eagles. So I, I can listen, give you the option. You we can... agreed. We'll talk. We, we, we agree. Let's, I, I, listen, I thought that you were going to be ready for this, but you know what? Let's... Um, <laughs> Let's let's talk after. Um, let, let, let's talk after. Well, listen, show. I'm going to I'm going to throw out something at you and you can kick this around for the next 30 minutes until we finish sure. the podcast. Think about whether you would rather have the Chiefs plus one and a half or the Eagles minus seven and a half. Eagles minus seven and a half. Right. No, I uh, seven and a half. I think is too many points. All right, uh, listen. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to work with you here. So, I'm not anyway. sure that you are. I'm, I think you're pulling in numbers that are that are unrealistic. Um, but uh, I once again, I don't feel that, this, that you're providing me with a fair opportunity here. Um, I'm not sure well, where you, you know, I provided. This is, this is the thing, Brian. You were provided with a fair opportunity last year, and you lost. I did lose, correct. So there, ergo, you have now really given that up because you also wanted to wager the 1% last year. Everywhere, everything you are sitting in right now is all the result of your own devices. All the results. I'm of currently your own sitting choices. in my own my own waist. <laughs> exactly. Um, I needed to. I needed to get up about 12 minutes ago. I felt some stomach rumblings. Um, and, uh, instead I decided to do this podcast, see it through and currently sitting in my own excrement. Oh. By the way, Ron, I, a couple people have commented. Yes, I am wearing my Ron lapel pen. When did um, you these, slip that on? I, I didn't notice that earlier. I just leaned down at one point and put it on. Um, these are on their third printing people. Um, if you are a Patreon, hold on. Can you see this up close? Look at that pen. Look at that. Is that not a beautiful thing? As uh, as as Lefty from Mulberry Street would say, now that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful <laughs> thing. Um, if you're interested, please reach out. They will. Um, they can be delivered um, in person. Um, they can be delivered uh, by mail. Uh, how whatever works. But we are selling these for twenty four ninety nine, um, limited edition. All right, so we'll get back to everybody as to what the Super Bowl bet ends up being and uh, confirm the time for next week. I assume it'll be 8 o'clock on Monday night, would be my guess. Sure. Um, but let's uh, let's get into our favorite stories of the week. Unfortunately, still don't have a kicker for it. Uh, Matt uh, was going to do it after the jetpack flight. Obviously, um, that uh, did not come to be because of his uh, his minor injury. Uh, but Brian, what was your favorite story of the week? 
My favorite story of the week takes us all the way down to the great state of Alabama. Listen, people, I love the South. I love the American South. I love everything it represents. Um, and what does it represent, you may ask? Um, basically, um, the complete fucktards of the country. Um, uh, basically, if anything can happen, um, uh, just- it's going to happen in Alabama. Absolutely. So we go to Alabama where the um, mobile Alabama Police Department um, uh, uh, brings this to us. According to their story, a shocked customer at an Alabama gas station found a human penis in the parking lot. The dismembered member, good copy editing by the New York Post as always, the dismembered member was found shortly after 6 a.m. in the morning at a gas station on Interstate 10 in Mobile Alabama, which was cited multiple sources. So this is not just one crazy person saying, hey, I found a penis. Um, the police department said that the outlet that, um, that it was a shocking discovery. However, they're not in being investigated as an assault or a murder. Um, the police department believe that their their working assumption here is that the um, loose penis was likely tied to a deadly crash of a motorcyclist that same morning. Christopher Means, 29, was pronounced dead at the scene after losing control and being struck by multiple vehicles, police said, noting how only one driver remained at the scene. So um, there's just so much going on in this story. First, a lot there. You've got a loose you've just got a loose penis uh, floating around. You've got the police department not coming out and saying it's definitely this guy's penis, but automatically saying, hey, this is not a murder. This is not an assault. We we, we kind of have an idea. Then you work into a motorcyclist who gets into an accident, is driven over by multiple cars, and then they leave in there the little notion that of all the cars, the multiple vehicles that struck this motorcyclist, killing him, mm. only one was nice enough to stop and see if he was okay and then stick around for the police to show up. Cheers to you, Alabama. Once again, you have outdone yourself. Not uh, not a great cleanup at the scene, I guess. No, and, and, and the idea is they, they, they cleaned up the body, but just realized, hey, we don't know where his penis is. Oh, don't worry about it. Let's just go. Somebody will call it in at a later time. Ron. Yes. What's your favorite story of the week? Uh, so mine, we're going out to Germany, Brian. We're going overseas. We're going international this week. Mm, Rammstein. Uh, to the southern city of Ingolstadt, uh, about 50 miles north of Munich, uh, where a family dispute, a missing woman, and a body that had been stabbed to death found in the woman's car by her parents has turned out to be something quite unexpected. Uh, far from being the victim, uh, the woman who had been missing and presumed dead actually found a lookalike on Instagram and killed that woman with the help of a friend in order to stage her own death and start a new life. Uh, the case has been dubbed the doppelganger murder by local media. Um, arrest warrants on suspicion of murder have now been issued for the woman uh, and her friend. Uh, the pair have been in custody since uh, a few days after the body was discovered. Uh, the woman apparently plan to start a new life uh, due to family problems. Um, however, uh, even though 
the person they killed may have looked like the woman um, when the uh, the autopsy uh, apparently raised serious doubts as to the identity of the woman. Uh, unfortunately, they do not release any names or photos uh, as per German law, uh, so we're unable to see how exactly similar uh, this person looked to them. Uh, but police said they look strikingly similar. Really? Yes. That's interesting. Um, I mean, you, this is not, you would, I listen, the Germans have a very bad reputation when you're looking at, you know, history or whatnot, but this seems like a story that would come out of Long Island, not Germany. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, I mean, you, I think you, uh, you have something there. More importantly, Brian, I know that yes. was your favorite story of the week, but even more important this week. Sure. What are you watching? Oh, geez. Where to start? Okay. So. Um, last time we did, what are you watching? I was, um, in the middle of white Lotus season two. Correct. I have subsequently completed that really enjoyed it. Um, uh, I don't like any of the characters in the season. I just felt that, you know, for, for seven, eight hours, um, it had my attention and it kept me intrigued. All right. I also watched on Netflix, the hatchet wielding oh, hitchhiker. That was an interesting documentary. I did not find it interesting. Really? Um, yeah, I didn't think that there was enough of a story for the hour and a half that the documentary was dragged out for. Okay. Um, it is the story of a homeless nomad who um, is basically, a, a, for lack of a better phrase, a, a, a stoner. Um, I would describe him as a modern uh, uh, Cheech and Chong, if you would, <laughs> minus... Minus the ethnicity and the sense of humor. Sure. Um, anywho, but he is involved in a, um, uh, a car accident, I believe. He comes across a, a car accident, um, takes out a hatchet that he is carrying with himself, um, whacks some guy a couple times, becomes a news hero for uh, you know, the day that he saves some woman who's being attacked, um, gets his 15 minutes of fame, uh, appears on the uh, Jimmy Kimmel show. And then next thing you know, he's in New Jersey killing some guy who he says raped him. Right. And now he's in jail for the next 50 years. Ooh, sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, I just didn't think it was an interesting story. Okay. You liked it, though. I, it was interesting. I mean, I thought it was interesting. I didn't think it was great, but it was interesting. Okay. What I did watch, and this is something that I highly recommend, was on um, HBO Max, Low Country, The Murdoch Dynasty which tells the story of um, South Carolina lawyer Alex Murdaugh, whose son and wife are um, shot to death on his property. He is subsequently arrested for that murder. He is immediately um, um, also charged, I believe, with 80 um, financial um, uh, crimes, of which least. he's uh, 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 admitted to stealing $4 million from uh a family that uh, he was representing um, and uh, just absolutely wild. I think it's, it's a three hour, um, three, uh, one, one hour, it's three, one hour episodes, just a fascinating story of this, you know, what happens when you have uh, unchecked power in a small town. Um, this, this family basically was uh, running the town for lack of a better phrase. They were uh, uh, defense attorneys while at the same time were, um, basically running the local prosecutor's office so they could pick and choose who was going to be tried for crimes and whatnot. Just absolutely fascinating to watch a, you know, a guy go from literally, um, you know, uh, having a limitless power 
to now being um, uh, in, in in jail on a trial for murdering his wife and son. Wild. Um, and then I also watched The Menu. I yes. believe that's also on either Netflix or it might have been HBO. But that's I think on Netflix. HBO Max, actually. That's on HBO Max. If you can explain to me The Menu, because uh, starring Ray Fiennes. Right. And the girl with the... Um, uh, oddly um, opposable um, eyes. They <laughs> okay. are incredibly far apart on her face. I don't know. I think she was in Queen's Gambit. She was, yes. Um, also starring uh, John Leguizamo. Mm-hmm. Um, Judith Judith Knight, Light was in it. Light. Judith Light. Um, and there were a couple other people that I don't really know. Um, tells the story of uh, a bunch of foodies who are uh, uh, going to a elaborate um, uh, meal that costs lots of money, and then uh, things go in a direction they don't really plan on. It's uh, just, suddenly, uh, it- just, so, just so everyone knows before they start to comment, yes, I, I did uh, remind Brian that he slept through uh, my review of the menu uh, a few weeks prior. I normally don't listen to you. Um, <laughs> I'm usually looking for more art, more stories for sure. us to discuss. No, I get it. I get it. But um, did you enjoy, you you said you enjoyed them? I liked it. I thought I thought it was a good movie. Yes, it was interesting. Can you explain to me why they made it? Like, what was the whole purpose of it? Um, I mean, I think you know. I, I think it was. Uh, I mean, why did they make it? Why did they make any movie, Brian? I mean, it was an interesting story. The, the the concept of, you know, I mean, you look at celebrity chefs taken to the level of basically almost forming a cult and having a group of people that were willing to die with him, um, you know, while also, you know, sacrificing a, a group of people that they feel have destroyed their art because of how snooty they are over, mm-hmm. over the meals that they eat. Question. Spoiler yes. alert. Um does she get away in the end? I thought you watched the whole movie. I did watch it, and I read uh, a couple reviews or or analysis of it that say that she the the hamburger at the end was poisoned. Um, I, I've I've seen that. I I don't I I think she. Gets I didn't get that hand. Yeah, I, I think I, she I assume she got away with it. Yeah, interesting. Um, I feel like there's something. Oh, I also tried to watch um, the uh, Jonah Hill Eddie Murphy movie. How was that? I, I had a feeling they were. You saw the best parts in the previews. I made it through about seventeen minutes of it and turned it off. Um, not only did I not find it funny, but uh, I didn't eat. I didn't like the way it was edited or cut. It felt like a MTV movie, or M- it felt like a real world. Gotcha. Um, the way it was edited, I just found it highly annoying. So I walked away from it. All right. I, I, I had a feeling. I, I mean, I, I was looking at it. And I'm like, this looks like one of those movies where, you know, you, the, the two minutes of like funny jokes you see in the previews are, are about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and an all star cast. I mean, Jonah Hill, uh, Eddie Murphy, uh, David Duchovny. I think Julie Louis-Dreyfus is in there. Like just, you know, a heavy hitter lineup, but just poor material. Very bad. Um, yes. Ron, yes. what are you watching? Um, so continuing to watch uh, season two of Your Honor. Um, I think it's four episodes in right now. Um, just it's slow, Brian. I, I need something to happen. I need 
you know, it's, 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 it's not as good as the first season. It's decent. I like the first couple episodes. The story is kind of ground to a halt almost. Um, mm. So I will stick with it and hopefully it picks up the pace a little bit. Um, started watching, I think I, I continue to watch Poker Face um, with the Natasha True. Leone on P on, uh, Peacock. Um, pop, 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 Poker Face, pop, pop, Poker Face. Uh, enjoying that. I think I think the fifth episode just came out, so I need to uh, I need to catch up on that. I also watched the uh, the Low Country uh, Murdoch Dynasty, uh, and second, it's it, I mean there is a, there is a string of deaths in that family's history. Sure. I mean when it, it's. It, it almost you have to almost suspend belief you know if it was a movie you wouldn't believe it um sure. but it, it's just crazy and listen we're right in the middle of his trial now so i'm sure there yeah. probably will be uh there'll probably be a season two of it mm-hmm. um once this court case shakes out um and also continuing to watch uh the last of us on hbo max um episode three last week um you know kind of blew up the internet a lot of people commenting on it i would say it's uh a, a touching story and probably one of the best hours of television i've seen in a long time really yes i would I say even Where's if you're that? not what's that that's HBO, on hbo hbo Max. even if you're not into the storyline even if you're not interested you don't even really need to watch the first couple of episodes i feel episode three stands alone as as just you know uh, a great episode um great acting um nick offerman is in the episode and then the guy from the first season of white lotus uh, the hotel manager that ends up pooping in the guy no way he's in that yeah um but just again just a great uh, a great hour of television i'm gonna check that out and i think that's all i watched this week i really didn't watch too much I was really just, I was diving into numbers and statistics and getting ready to, to make the, the ever important uh, Super Bowl bet. The more this episode has gone on, the more I feel that we need to honor your original pick of the Eagles minus one and a half. And I will, um, as much as I disagree with it, I will um, respect that you are 51% owner. Okay. Um, and if that's the bet that you've decided you want to make, then that's the uh, that's 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 the hill we will uh, we will walk up. Is here! Sorry. Did you say something about this going to my head? I think it has gone to your head. Uh, Brian, we need to update the George Santos situation. Last sure. week, uh, we you gave me a quiz to find out how well uh, I knew George Santos. A lot mm-hmm. of information came out in that episode, and uh, as often happens, you know, Ron and Brian are kingmakers and king slayers. Uh, what happened to George a couple days after our episode broadcast last Sunday? <laughs> Well, I, I listen, I'm not going to take, um, you know, the pat on the back that the media has basically thrown in our direction. Um, George Santos, uh, I would say within 36 hours of our episode streaming, announced that he was stepping down from the two congressional committees that he had been appointed to. Um, I don't want to say that they were kind of shitty third rate committees. But um, they were shitty third rate type of committees in Congress. Um, And the heat has continued to build 
um, leading towards his resignation. Stories coming out this week, um, a uh, staffer that had been working um, on the promise that a paid job would uh, uh, follow, um, uh, basically uh, resigned their unpaid internship when they realized that the, they had been lied to, and also dropped a allegation of sexual harassment by Representative George Santos. Um, obviously, this is um, uh, alleged allegations. Um, nothing has been proven in a court of law, as well as suddenly there is a lot of smoke being pointed at Santos for um, campaign finance uh, uh, violations, um, a uh, unnatural number of $199.99 um, expenses have been submitted for uh, reimbursement to, um, I don't know whether it's the SEC or whatnot, ironically, um, anything $200 or more requires um uh, what's the what's the uh, a back a backing receipt? Right. Um, however, he seems to have a uh, um, a gross uh, number of one hundred ninety nine dollar and ninety nine cent um, uh, uh, expense reports that he is just basically clocking money out of Congress. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens. Just we're 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 doing our part in keeping the heat on him. Now, uh, last week, I believe you had made the comment that. Um, it should really come down to the thoughts of his constituents and, and how they felt uh, if he should remain in his position or not. So Newsday and Santa College did just that. They uh, they uh, they took a poll of uh, 653 registered voters uh, in his uh, in his district and you know asked if they uh, if they felt whether he should or should not resign. Mm -hmm. they, they asked both the Democrats and Republicans. A uh, total of 78% of those asked the question, felt he should resign. 89% Democrats, 71% Republicans. Um, again, uh, asked if he can or can't be effective representative for the people of his district. 75% um, said they can't be effective. 84% uh, Democrat, 65% um, Republican, uh, seventy-one percent said McCarthy was wrong to seat him on any congressional uh, committee. Um, seventy-four percent of Republicans say he does not reflect the values of the party. Uh, sure. And also, they asked the people that voted for George Santos, uh, "Would you have voted for him uh, if you knew now what you knew then?" Um, Sixty-three percent of those that had voted for uh, for him said no. But what is interesting, the one question that's very interesting uh, out of all these that they asked him, and let me see if I can find it. Um, so they said, so this was the question. Public figures, including politicians, have at times lied about their life story or experiences. When those lies are exposed, do you think those public figures should admit wrongdoing or say that the lie was really no big thing? 93% of those asked said that the politicians should admit wrongdoing, yet... They don't hold um, their own candidates uh, to that standard. And I think we've seen that. Sure. People are able to, uh, you know, politicians are able to lie. And, you know, Democrats, Republicans just kind of look the other way uh, if their candidate's winning. But overall, um, these statistics, not great for George Santos. No, they're not great for George Santos. But I think one of the things that, um, you know, you, you, you're, you're, you're seeing now is just... Um, uh, literally just a, a, a quickened slide towards the bottom um, in terms of uh, behavior by politicians.
And uh, what, we got about 10, 15 minutes left. We got we got sure. stuff to get to still. And of course, as we do every week when we have a lot of these, um, it is time to review celebrity obituaries for the past week, Brian. Uh, a lot of people uh, leaving us this past week. Up first, uh, the father of peeps, Marshmallow Candies, Bob Bourne, passing away at the age of 98. Uh, Brian, fan of peeps or no? No. Really? Like, disgusting. Really? Disgusting, yes. All right. I'm Why do I feel like we spoke about this? It's very possible. We 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 covered a lot of topics over the last 243 episodes. But yeah, yeah no, I, I, I like a, I like a peep every now and then. Then why don't you just eat a marshmallow? Um, I mean, maybe I will. Who's, I just who feel you? like that's it's 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 a it's it's a stale marshmallow. With, I feel uh, like there's more sugar peeps. on it. <laughs> this man shit yellow peeps, and that and then he was like. Ugh. How can I feed this to young little children? Hey, eat my feces. Oh, all right. Rest in peace, sir. I'm sorry for Ryan for Brian's behavior. Uh, next up, Pakistan ex-president Pervez Musharraf uh, passing away in Dubai after years in exile. Um, you were a big fan, Brian. Um, you you liked his uh, his leading of the country. Uh, back in the in the mid two thousands until he was pushed from power. Um, had you been in touch with him Listen, uh, prior to his passing? Yes, we had. Um, um, you know, uh, back in two thousand and one, um, uh, after nine eleven, the world immediately looked to uh, Pakistan. Um, everybody was wildly aware that the Taliban were a um, uh, an agent in action of the uh, Pakistani government. Uh, Taliban would not have existed were it not for the support from the Pakistani military. We all know that um, the world looked to Pakistan to say, how are you going to ensure that the world is safe? Um, we found an ally in Pervez. Um, he and I were on um, first name uh, basis. He would call me uh, Brian. I would call him Pervez. Um, one of the things recently I'd reached out to him, he had told me he wasn't feeling well. I said, listen, have you you know, are you wearing a lapel pin? And he said, yes, I always wear my lapel pin on the left side. It is a flag. I said, yes, but are you wearing your Ron coffee mug in a hotel lobby um, lapel pin? And he said, no, I'm not wearing that. Um, and I said, listen, for your own health, I'm going to put one in the mail for you. Sadly, it is sitting in a um, envelope at my desk at work. It never made it out there. Unfortunately, Pervez never around for his good luck charm lapel pin. So you um, must have had this conversation about three weeks ago, because I know that's typically yeah. how long it takes you to show. I get it. Thank yeah, you. yeah. We spoke, we spoke actually, uh, I think it was uh, actually 26 days ago. Um, I was like, Perfy, what are you doing? And he was like, <clears throat> not so good. Um, right. I was like, do you, do you still have your mustache? Is your mustache still in shape? And he was just like, yes, yes, my mustache is good. Well, let's move on to the next obituary, Brian. I'm sure everyone's please, loving your your. your please send me my Ron lapel pin for my health. I need the, my Ron lapel pin. Um, this time's gotta stop. All right, passing away also this week, Lisa Loring, who played the original Wednesday Adams character on the original Adams Family, uh, passing away at the age of 64. Uh, apparently, she had suffered a massive stroke brought on by smoking and high blood pressure, had been on life support for three days. 
um, and then was taken off of life support uh, after suffering yet another stroke in the hospital, uh, passing away overnight. Now, she was one of my favorite actresses that um, that played uh, uh, Wednesday at her. But apparently Janelle feels that she was a very, she was a bad actress. Um, wow. Harsh crowd. Harsh, harsh, um, uh, ch- uh, harsh comments in the chat this week. All right. Next up from the world of sports, Bobby Hull, uh, controversial Blackhawks player and Hall of Famer passing away at the age of 84. Uh, he is the Blackhawks all-time leading goal scorer with 604 career goals. Um, also the subject of quite a few domestic violence investigations. Uh, I think he was married three times uh, with two of his wives. Uh, claiming that uh, they uh, were abused by him. That's problematic. Yes. Uh, First wife had dropped charges after she said she didn't want to testify against her husband. Uh, His second wife accused him of abuse um, during an interview with ESPN for a 2002 show. And then a Russian newspaper quoted Hull in 1998 as saying that Adolf Hitler, quote, had some good ideas and that the black population in the U.S. was growing too quickly. Jeez, I don't remember that being said. Uh, he claimed that he never made those comments, but he, uh, Joe says yes, agreed. Wow. Well, apparently she's, Joe is agreeing with Bobby Hull. Very, you know, it's a hot take, I guess. People really stepping out on uh, on a limb here. Um, as uh, many people out there know, we are uh, big wrestling aficionados here. Saying goodbye this week uh, to the genius, uh, Lanny Poffo. Uh, ex-WWE star, brother of Randy Savage, passing away at the age of 68. Uh, don't believe that uh, a cause of death has been revealed as of yet. Uh, Brian, your favorite... No, I'm not going to ask what your favorite Lanny Poffo memory was. Oh, I don't really have many. Um, I, I, I remember him uh, reading a poem. He was, he was a poet, too. Match. Um, I remember that I did not know that he was... Uh, Randy Savage's brother. Yep. Um, while he was wrestling, I think I I learned that maybe about ten years ago. Um, just uh, I think my favorite memory of him was when um, he was inducting his brother into the WWE Hall of Fame, and he was giving his speech, and he said that the moment he knew that he is that he and his brother were going to be professional wrestlers was the day that they both agreed that they were going to wear their (laughs) Ron Hotel coffee mug uh, lapel pin um, uh, as they uh, walked in and out of every arena, that they were going to look professional, um, even uh, regardless of how they behaved in the ring. They were always going to be wearing their Ron Hotel coffee mug lapel pin available in our online shop third I will say this Brian to get back yeah. to uh to Lanny Poffo he was the first sure. wrestler that I actually uh met in person many many years ago can you walk me through uh how you went about uh meeting him uh so I was uh, attending a uh wrestling card at the Glens Falls Civic Center in Glens Falls that. New York sure. and he was one of the uh, guys that was wrestling that day and um, I managed to uh, uh, get to go backstage. I forget why or how. And he was uh, he was standing back there. And I just remember, like, when you would see him on TV, he looked like a very average-sized guy in comparison sure. to the other guys he was wrestling with. 
me as like a 13 year old kid the guy was freaking huge he had to be like 6'4 280 mm-hmm. 260 sure. um so it was just very interesting to see how big these guys were in person yeah yeah, yeah. i can imagine did you interact with him much or uh just you know he was a nice guy I, you know just uh you know he uh, said i was a fan and he was you know thanked me for coming and just seemed like a very soft-spoken nice individual well uh rest in power uh next up uh brian i know you are not a fan of the movie a christmas story hopefully not. um you can show some sympathy to melinda dillon uh she was the mom in christmas story passing away last month actually at the age of 83 um also starred in uh movies uh close encounters of the third kind and absence of malice i am a huge fan of um the uh, closing counters of the third kind. Yes, uh, great Richard Dreyfus. She had she played a she played a um, uh, just a great character in that movie. Um, her child gets kidnapped very early on. Uh, no, the child gets kidnapped at the end of the movie, um, but she sees her husband slowly slipping away into a delusional state, um, playing with his mashed potatoes. Um, just she was a also offended. in Fist in 1978 with Sylvester Stallone. Did you say fist? Fist. F-I-S-T. F-I-S-T. See, I saw a movie called Fist when I was um, about 25. Um, It was the story of a young man who uh, grew up in a... This has got to stop. I'm just going to do that preemptively just to get us out of this. And uh, lastly, passing away this week, uh, Laverne and Shirley star Cindy Williams passing away at the age of 75. This one, uh, this one was sad because um, first off, I had forgotten about her completely, so I didn't even wow. know she was alive. Um, second of all, um, I listen. I grew up watching that show. Yeah. Um, so many episodes, so many, uh, you know, uh, memories from uh, Laverne and Shirley. Um, Two girls working together in a blue collar environment, um, working at a local beer uh, bottling factory in Milwaukee, I guess it was. Uh, It was a spinoff of Happy Days, if I'm not correct. Correct, yes. And uh, also uh, introduced the world to uh, Lenny and Squiggy. Yep. And uh, I remember um, Michael McKeon. Michael McKeon was uh, Lenny. And uh, I forget who played Squiggy. We're not sure, but Squiggy's no longer with us. If Don't I'm forget not the, big the big ragu. The big ragu. Yeah, I just enjoyed it. It was a, it was a good movie. Um, I felt also, like it was a... She was also was an American say, Graffiti. Don't forget that. Oh, I loved that movie, even though I didn't understand it. And a little I trivia, really Brian. Didn't... She yeah. also auditioned for the role of Princess Leia in Star Wars. I'm glad she didn't get it. <laughs> okay. Carrie, Carrie Fisher was such a strong um, Princess Leia. True. Oh, there we go. David Lander was uh, was Squiggy. Yes. Thank you, William Esquire. Yes. I, I you know. I thought. I always felt that this was um, that Laverne and Shirley was was a modern day um, odd couple for uh, women. Where um, you know you had the Oscar and Felix dynamic on the Odd Couple, right? But this was you know the Laverne and Shirley one was the neat you know um, well behaved one, and Laverne was kind of a you know 
a little gruffier one. Oh, nice to see Joe agrees with me on that one. Um, but it was all good. Uh, I really enjoyed that show. Completely forgot about her. Wish I had her on the death pool. Do you have an update? A lot of people died. Not, no points were scored this no week. No points were scored this past week. So we still have a four-way tie at the top of the leaderboard. Four people tied with 19 points. But you know who is going to be scoring a lot of points. That will be the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 317 um, this coming Sunday in uh, what is it? Where is it? In Arizona. Arizona. Yes. Um, just outside of Phoenix, I believe it is. A small town called Fist. Fist, Arizona. Um, <laughs> where, going, back, uh, going back to news before Brian can talk about Fist again. Uh, a South Carolina grandmother was arrested uh, for allegedly helping her grandson cover up a murder. I mean... Listen, That's they, family. They say that family unit is broken in this country. I, I mm-hmm. disagree because Edna Faye Daniels here, age 78, uh, she was taken into custody on January 27th based on evidence that she concealed evidence related to a homicide committed in her home. Wow. Whoa. Uh, her, uh, her grandson, uh, Ryan O'Neill Woodruff, was arrested two days earlier for the shooting death of Tyquez Demetrius Walker, um, mm-hmm. And he was, at the time, out on bond for a 2021 double murder. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, after he was detained at the scene, he apparently, uh, she apparently made several false statements to investigators. Well, listen, you know, I, you, you, you have to respect her. She's a real one. You know, um, she uh, basically... Um, uh, you know, listen, her, her her grandson committed a murder in her house, said, Granny, you got to help me clean this up. She did. And when the cops came by to be like, hey, what's going on here? She told them to fuck off. And, uh, you know, she uh, didn't snitch, didn't rat. And uh, you got to give her credit. She's going to go down. They're going to, you know, she's going to she's going to have to do a bid. But, uh, you know, that's 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 what Phil, you know, you always want to know that family has your back. That's right. Snitches get stitches. This grandma doesn't go that way. Mm hmm. Um, Also in crime news, an aeronautics professor at Purdue University was arrested for allegedly dealing methamphetamines and propositioning women for sex in exchange for money. Uh, This seems like a really bad uh, reboot of Breaking Bad, but it involves Sergei Mascheret, uh, age 65. uh, Oh, he's good. He's good. He's good. I I, I got a C in, in in his class. Yeah, you were an you were an aeronautics student. I I I, um, I monitored the class. I wasn't actually a um, matriculated student. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so he was charged with dealing meth, possession of meth, and making an unlawful proposition, which Indiana law is defined as offering to pay someone for sexual intercourse or acts. Uh, he had been uh, a professor of aeronautics and astronautical engineering at Purdue since 2014. However, the university says that he has since been placed on leave. Mm-hmm. I, I'm okay with that. I, well, yeah. I mean, I think I think that's just natural if you're if you're dealing math and uh, and uh, trying to proposition women. I, I just I don't know how you can be a professor for that long and just all of a sudden decide to start dealing math. I, I mean, I I picture like when you lose uh, the title belt for yet another year, I see you spiraling downwards into meth and opioids. That's that's I the that's the path that. I think you take, and honestly, I don't think that's going to happen. I think if you win, 
I see you spiraling down into opioids and meth as well. So I, I oh, think if I win, if I win, yes, there will there there will be a um, how do I say this politely? I am definitely going to go all out. Okay, I'm 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 ex- I'm you know as much as I don't want to lose the six pounds of gold here behind me, I'm excited to see exactly what would happen with it in your hands. It's going to be fun. We will find out in one week. You know who will not be finding out? Who is that? Murphy Brown star Charles Kimbrough. What? Who died today. Um, well, actually, it was announced today that he passed away on January 11th. Played anchorman Jim Dial on Murphy Brown for 10 years. Died at the age of 86. 14 wasted points. He, he'll never know who's going to be the 2000. And 23, Ron and Brian podcast, 51% owner after Super Bowl 418. Uh, Brian, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up and get ready for After Dark? Um, No, the next time you and I do a podcast together, we will know who will win the Super Bowl. We know who will win the Ron and Brian podcast, 51% ownership, Ron um, in in the spirit of uh, great sportsmanship, I want to wish you the best of luck. Brian, I, I want to wish you uh, the best of luck as well. Um, you are in my thoughts. You are in my prayers as always. Um, I hope uh, that whatever the result, win or lose next week, uh, it does not come between us. It does not break up this friendship and this love that we have for one another. Okay. Well, I believe it already has. Yeah, very possibly. I mean, no offense, but you keep texting me fucking loser um, at uh, six o'clock in the morning before I wake up. It's well, I keep telling you, I, I mean, I keep meaning to text that to the person below you and I keep hitting the wrong text uh, chain. So I apologize for that. I'll, I'll try and be uh, more careful moving forward. Feels like you're sending it to me. Um, anyway, uh, if you are not a Patreon subscriber... Why not? I mean, that's something you can correct pretty easily by going to ronandbrianpodcast.com, clicking in the upper left-hand corner uh, to become a patron. Join at the $10 a month or higher level, and you get to join us after dark, which is going to start in about 20 minutes here. Uh, For those stories that are a little bit too saucy for the main podcast, uh, last week we had our monthly pajama party. We had our Mm -hmm. first ever Can You Beat Brian uh, which was won by our very own William Esquire, uh, knocking off Brian by just one question. So we've got a lot of fun. Not that the main podcast isn't a lot of fun, no. uh, but don't you want to finish off your Sunday night in the best way possible by having 30 sure. more minutes of Ron and Brian? Well, you can by becoming a Patreon subscriber. Please do it, people. You will. Um, you're, you, you're, you're not aware of what you're missing out. There you go. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. We're going to go get ready for that very same After Dark. Brian, again, good luck to you next Sunday night. And uh, we will catch everybody next Monday night. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube. Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week. <laughs>